Evergreen, welcome to the Sapphic Book Review Podcast, the show that brings you the best in sapphic fiction. Join me as I chat with authors, narrators, and friends who share my love for the genre. You will learn things you didn't know about your favorites and get some suggestions for your next read. Thanks for listening and be sure to subscribe. Welcome to the Sapphic Book Review Podcast. Today's guest will keep you on the edge of your seat with her thrillers or melt your heart with her sweet romances. Claire Hyten Stevenson, welcome and thanks for being here. Thank you. Tomorrow on February 8th, Scarlet Fever will be released. Tell us about Scarlet and Claudia. Oh my goodness. Well, they are, they're quite a spicy pair. They, <laughs> <laughs> Claudia's a lot older. She's kind of mid fifties and she's, as far as she's concerned, she's straight. She's been married for 30 years, got divorced and life's been a bit of a funk really. She's not really sure where anything's going. And she meets Scarlet on a night out and yeah, things go from there. There's some little twists and turns about Scarlet, so I won't ruin it for anyone that's going to read it, but it, it's a fun journey. It is, and it is definitely spicy, girl. I read that <laughs> and started sweating. I'm like, wow, woo. <laughs> I don't, I have no idea where that even came from. I was just like, this is where it, you know, because sometimes you, you write characters and you're just like, no, I don't feel it with them. And then other times you're like, no, these two are just going to be at it constantly. And <laughs> yeah. They're just one of those characters. They're, they're just enjoying themselves. Well, yeah, good for them. <laughs> <laughs> In six years, you have published over 20 novels. How do you manage to be so prolific? I think, like I say, at the beginning, I had several first drafts already written out of things that I'd just kind of written just because I could. And so they were easy to sort of just transfer and redevelop and turn into something a little bit more interesting that would actually be read by somebody else. So that was kind of a good start. And then I kind of got a bit lazy, found it quite difficult to then focus, really, especially when COVID came along and, and everyone was kind of, nobody was working. And I just thought, oh, I'll just have some time off too. But then last year, I kind of sat down and I was like, you know, you've either got to get a proper job or take this seriously. <laughs> and um, and so I sat down and I came up with this whole spreadsheet of what I could achieve. How could I get this done? And I just basically do, I don't know, two and a half to three hours a day where I sit down and I focus and I get at least 2000 words done every single day. And I don't know, like every six to eight weeks, I've got a book done. So it kind of helps to make sure that I take myself off and leave the house because otherwise I get distracted with TV and things and um, I go off to a coffee shop and I sit down and I just do it and um, yeah I, I managed to get I think it was eight books last year which was a bit tough so I've kind of given myself six this year as a goal I, I just thought I'd give myself a little bit of a time off <laughs> Yeah, I noticed you had a lot of books out last year, and I'm like, dang, I don't know what this girl's doing, but she's doing the damn thing. <laughs> <laughs> I think when your imagination is coming, you've just got to write it. And just even if it's just a, a rubbish first draft, just write it, and you can always come back to it, and you can always fiddle with it and, and change it up or just scrap it. You can do what you like. But at least you've got it written down, and then you can, yeah, play with it. Which of your characters do you most identify with? Do you know what? I don't know. I think because a, a little bit of all of them, I think, because, yeah, I suppose you have to put a little bit of yourself into all of them. However, they tend to be a very femme 
character and then a, and then a character who's who could be femme or butch or whatever the reader kind of wants to read into them. And I think I probably identify more with them because I don't, I'm definitely not femme in myself. <laughs> I suppose I'm a bit of a tomboy. So I suppose the sign of like the Cams and the Wrens and Brooke in Forget It, those kind of characters, yeah, I'd probably be more like them. So I could probably identify with them more and, and be on their wavelength more than I would with the Catherines and the Michelles and all the girly, girly ones. <laughs> what are you working on right now? I'm working on something called Heal Their Heart at the moment. It, that could change. It's already changed once. And it's kind of, I want to say weepy, but it's not a weepy in the sense of like, you know, none of the main characters or anything, anything horrible happens to them. But it's based on a, a woman who her whole life is exactly where she wants it. She's living her dream. And then tragedy strikes in her, her sister and her sister's husband being killed in a tragic accident. And she gets left with bringing up their kid, which was never in her plans. You know, she never had any interest in being a mother or anything like that. And then it, so it's kind of about them all coming together and getting through that heartache to make it work and find a new life for themselves kind of thing. So there's quite a lot of sad bits in it, but there's a lot of fun, spicy bits in it. And obviously there's a romance in there because she meets the next door neighbour who is her sister's best friend and things go the way they go. About April time, sometime like that. Depends on how well Scarlet Fever does. (laughs) (laughs) It might have to come out quicker if it doesn't do well and it might take a little bit longer if it does do well. So, yeah. But, yeah, I'm looking at around April time. If you could have a dinner party with only two of your couples, which two would you choose and why? I think probably Cam and Michelle because they were the first couple that I ever imagined. And then maybe Brooke and Catherine from Forget It. I think all four of them are quite down to earth, and I'd probably fit in quite well with them and wouldn't be too intimidated. Whereas I think some of my other characters might be a little bit like, hmm, I don't know about, you know, like Sophie Whitten, I think she might be a bit intimidating to sit down and have dinner with. <laughs> yeah, just a bit intense. <laughs> <laughs> just a little bit. <laughs> And I could just stare at Cam because I think she's kind of hot. Exactly, exactly. (laughs) If I hadn't read any of your books, which three should I start with that will give me the best insight into who you are as a writer? The Cam series is obviously where it all starts and where I suppose it's like my universe. Everything kind of branches off from that. You know, everybody kind of appears in different, you know, you'll read a book and you'll, you'll get a little snippet of something. You're like, oh, I've seen that in a different book or. And they all kind of originate from the Cam series. So I suppose in that sense. But then I suppose that was quite early. And I like to think that my writing's got a little bit better since then. (laughs) So so I don't know. Maybe my most popular book seems lately is Keep Her Safe. Everyone seems to be really onto that one. So maybe that one would be a good one for people to pick up. They're mostly all standalone. So you can just pick most of them up and just go with it. You're just as skilled at writing romance as you are at writing gritty thrillers. Which genre do you feel most at ease in and how hard is it to bounce around? I think it's easy to bounce around. I can't get my head around how people can stay in one genre. I've tried it and I'm just, I just run out of ideas because it's like I've written that one and now something completely different just comes into my head. And I think that comes from, I read quite a lot when I was a kid and I didn't stick to one thing. I read whatever there was available. And I, I like all kinds of imaginative plots. I just think like that to me is the thing is the plot. It's not so much the, the situation that they're in. It's, it's the actual story of how I'm going to get this character from this place to this place. 
and it doesn't matter if like sometimes it matters if there's an age gap sometimes it doesn't so I'm not going to put an age gap in there just because or I'm not going to put a friends to lovers in just because they just are what they are and I'll get an idea that just sparks and I just run with it from page one till I finish and it becomes whatever it becomes. I'm impressed by people who can jump around like that. I read The Dollmaker, and I was a nervous wreck, and then I read something by you next that was super sweet, and I'm like, wow, that's a skill. That's my dog, Lucy, who's barking. (laughs) (laughs) I love thrillers. Like, if if I'm going to read a book, it's going to be a murder mystery or, you know, something something gritty like that. And I just wanted to see if I could write one. I just, I thought, let me have a go, you know, and I just got this idea in my head, and I literally started on page one, and I worked all the way through until I got to the end. And then I just handed it to my editor and I was like, there you go, that's that's it. <laughs> and <laughs> we didn't really need to do much with it. It didn't, it, it just seemed to work. So I don't know whether that's just because I've, I've read a lot of thrillers and I watch a lot of TV cop shows. And so it just was, was, it felt easy for me to write it. But it's a difficult one because I think sometimes jumping around the genres doesn't benefit me. In the sense of like, I, I think I've got a core set of readers who are happy with that. But there's other groups of readers who are like, they only read Age Gap. They only read Ice Queen or, you know, things like that. And so trying to engage with those people sometimes is difficult because they won't necessarily like the next book that I bring out. They'll be all over one and then they'll be disappointed in the second one that comes out. And they're like, oh, that's nothing like what I just read. So I suppose it's a, it's a toss up of what do you want to do? I, I can't stick with the one, so I just have to do what I'm good at, and that's just write stories and tell the story and hope people like it. They do, trust me. You're an accomplished photographer as well. What are some of the places you've been that you enjoyed photographing the most? Oh, gosh, anywhere. I will have my camera on me most of the time. Actually, a lot of times now I just use my phone, which I find is quite handy. But, you know, I'm lucky enough that I live in a really lovely little area where there's so many just little things, you know, like the other day I was just driving home and there was the sun setting and I just pulled into the car park, got out, walked along the beach and took some photos. And it was just, it was just lovely just to have that on the doorstep. But then I love old historical buildings, which again, in England, we're quite lucky to have quite a few of those and around Europe as well. So any holiday or anything I go on, I've always found somewhere that I can get that camera out, have a little snap away. But I like to pictures of people when they're not aware you're doing it (laughs) kind of catching them in that candid moment it's like trying not to be you know invade their privacy but at the same time you see people sometimes and you're just like oh that's a really nice picture and it's I think it was in Brighton once I just was walking along the street and there was just these four teenage girls all just sitting on the floor eating chips and they had such a, a vibe about them, you know, the way they were dressed, like just chatting. And I was just like, can I take your photo? And they were like, yeah, cool. And I, I took the shot. And when I got home, I thought, I wish I'd taken like an email address or something. Because the picture was like an album cover. It was like they were a <laughs> pop group, you know, and you've just got this brilliant album cover. And so, yeah, I just I've always got the camera and always I think I just deleted about 2,000 photos off my phone to make oh room <laughs> because I had about 10,000 pictures on there. The whole phone was like giving up and saying, no, no more. You can use phone to take pictures almost as good as a regular camera, but there's something about having that camera around your neck that just makes yeah. it so much better. Yeah. Which four other Sapphic authors would you most like to take a road trip with? My goodness. 
It's so hard to bring it down to four because, you know, there's a load of us meet up obviously every year when we do the, the, the South Coast um, book event that I run and we have such a laugh. But I suppose my closest kind of colleagues for just general chit chat and hanging out with would be like uh, Amanda Radley and Emma Stoner Radley and probably like Crystal Chard and Wendy Hudson. I think we'd probably all have quite a good laugh driving around but then I want to chuck Lee Scold in as well just because she's just lovely yeah it would be a laugh just driving along with a lot of them I don't know where we'd go <laughs> that would be odd just you keep just, driving yeah you just go wherever <laughs> drive <laughs> you collect hats how many do you think you have and what's your favorite well see you say I collect hats. <laughs> I didn't purposefully start collecting hats. I just seem to have developed a collection of them. I think what happens is I go out and I have this British mentality of like, oh, the sun's out, so it must be warm. And then you get outside and you're like, oh, no, it's minus four. And by that time, I've, I've left the building and I've gone and I'm like, oh, damn. So as soon as I get somewhere that I can buy a hat, I buy one. <laughs> and then I end up just bringing it out and chucking it in the drawer. And it's become a collection. So... I don't know. I, I've got a couple that I wear probably all the time. It's a bit of a multicolored rainbow beanie that I wear a lot. And my friend Michelle Arnold in America, she sent me a, is it a Cardinals? I've got a Cardinals hat, nice. woolly hat. And I quite like that. That was quite warm and snuggly. Yeah. <laughs> I think there was one December when I literally did a different hat in a picture every day on my Facebook profile. <laughs> so I must have at least 26 hats. <laughs> wow. I could probably do a different rock band t-shirt every day for a month. I have a lot of those. Yeah. I think I did get rid of a few recently. What are two things about you that would come as a surprise? Well, I've probably mentioned it before, but I rarely read sapphic books. <gasps> no. Um, <laughs> yeah. I rarely do. I used to read them quite a lot before I started writing them. And then I just thought, do you know what? I don't want other people's ideas and characters and stories in my head when I could, because I am writing every single day. So I kind of just put them all to one side and I, I will pick them up maybe if I'm going on holiday or something. Or if I've got a long journey in the car, I might shove one on as an audio book. But generally, I don't read anything to do with romance or women loving women romance thrillers i tend to stick to mainstream stuff that's one big surprise what would be the other big surprise mm. i'm probably not as mean as what i come across on facebook sometimes <laughs> <laughs> i think sometimes on social media people think i'm i'm a bit mean because i'm i suppose when you're when you're putting something down in text and you're just doing it quickly i can be quite brash and blunt but I think that's my Virgo comes out in me where I just like just say what you've got to say and then I'm off doing something else. So uh, some of my friends are like, oh, that was a bit harsh. And I'm like, well, I didn't mean it like that. <laughs> so, so maybe, you know, I'm nice, really, I am. <laughs> I never thought you weren't. If you weren't, I wouldn't talk to you. I don't talk to mean people. <laughs> Since you don't really read sapphic books, and my next question, what are your three favorite sapphic books? I'm going to alter to say, what are your three favorite books? I would say I don't really have favorite books. Maybe I have favorite authors. Although I will say, I will say Melissa Braden's Kiss the Girl was the first real sapphic book I came across where I was like, oh, 
There are books for us. So that would definitely be on my number one. I even have a signed copy of it now. So that's how much that meant to me. But I I love things like Patricia Cornwell. We have a, a Scottish author here called Stuart McBride. I love his books. He has a really, I want to say he's quite a sick man because of the things he comes up with but he's he's just brilliant he's a genius and he's also very funny and his books are really gritty and he has an an amazing lesbian character in one of his books she's not the main character in all of them but she's just I'd love to see them on tv because she would just be brilliant so yeah any anything like that Lee Child I, I read all of the Jack Reachers they're just so you know, chuck them on, just drive and listen. They're the kind of books that I would pick up and read anything by them. I also have a signed copy of Kiss the Girl by Melissa Braden because it was my first book. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, fantastic. It's such a great book. It is. Claire, thanks so much for taking the time to chat with me today. It was wonderful talking to you and I wish you the best. Thank you very much. It was lovely talking to you. Thanks so much for listening, and thanks again to Claire Hyten Stevenson for joining me today. To learn more about Claire and find links to purchase her books, visit itsclastevofficial.co.uk. To support this podcast, you can buy me a coffee at buymeacoffee.com slash sapphiclaura, or by joining my Patreon at patreon.com slash sapphicbookreviewpod, where you can hear your favorite authors play Would You Rather. Here's a sample of this week's with Claire Hyten Stevenson. Until next time, happy reading. Would you rather go to a karaoke bar with Cam and Michelle from the Camp Thomas books or Molly and Anna from What Happened in Vegas? Definitely Cam and Michelle. Yep, me too. You know, obviously I already told you about my camp thing. (laughs) (laughs) You can have Cam, I'll have Michelle. (laughs) That works out. Would you rather be too hot or too cold? Oh, now this is hard because I am often both. I mean, (laughs) I literally do have a hot water bottle next to me, but I'm also in a vest because I get (laughs) hot and cold. I think I'd rather be be too cold because I can always warm up. I can always put jumpers on. Whereas if you're too hot, taking things off, you get to the point where there's nothing left to take off. (laughs) 